Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Gavel Strikes. I'm Brian Weedman. And I'm Xavier Chavez. We are somewhat remote today. We're actually all here, but our producers decided they wanted to get in late, you know, and, and so they had to, they couldn't set up all the equipment. So we have to kind of do this remotely today. But we're, we're all here. We're still going to show everything off like normal. And Xavier brought more toys than, than the kid has in his room, I swear. <laughs> and these weren't open. So nice. again, hopefully you can hear us and all that stuff. Um, I'm sure he can. It's I'm a... sure they can. Tommy would have been screaming at us by now. He would have been typing, this is not working. Right, right. You, you, hold on, please. No, no, we got it. But thanks, you know, thanks really for uh, to Tommy and Linda for being remote and, you know, yes, still can. being able to get this, uh, you know, get this going. We wouldn't be able to do this without them. Well, no, not at all, especially with the, and not only them, with the social media team as well. So Right. Right. So uh, we have a great show for you. Uh, Xavier literally brought the house. There is a lot of stuff. There is a lot of stuff. So we We have a lot of stuff ending on Thursday. We have a lot of stuff ending Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And Sunday and Monday. uh, We just never stops around here. And we're always getting stuff in. So um, So through our our spiel, if you have a question, just like it's saying on the bottom, just add it to the chat or um, ask and Tommy will put it up on the screen for us. Yep. Without further ado, let's, oh, yeah. let's uh, you want to go switch around? Again I, you've got way more stuff. So well, do yours, and then I'll do mine, then you can go to toys. Well, well, I can do one, you can do one, and I'll do a toy, and then you can yeah, start over. You're, you're ruining the what Weedman wants. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess. You ruin the what. You came up with it. So these uh, are the first ones. Um, they're two strips by Hal Forrest, and um, it's he's very famous for Tailspin Tommy. Um, I believe that these two are Tailspin Tommy strips, and not to be confused with Hal For- uh, Forrester. This is Hal Forrest, and um, it was he was a very prolific uh, strip artist. You can see the detail and the line work and all this stuff. Again, a beautiful image of a, a police officer riding a bicycle, and uh, two strips that are under three hundred dollars each. And as you can see, they're very large strips. Yeah, they're double size. They're they're just like uh, twice of art was the original comic book art. Uh, strip art was uh, longer and wider um, until later on about the 50s and 60s, later on in the 50s and 60s that they became a little bit smaller. So right. again, beautiful imaging, uh, beautiful line work, uh, very prolific uh, strip and just a beautiful consecutive they're consecutive strips to hang on your wall so they would be again perfect so and he was also famous for conan he did conan also from what i remember forced mm-hmm. okay i think he did conan i'm pretty sure he did conan because i always got him confused with, with forrester well no this is uh yeah how forest yeah. uh forrester because again uh prince valley and all that stuff. yeah yeah so. um again here's uh a captain america page and this one I brought along again, it's under $500, at least it was yesterday. And this one particularly is a, a cool page because it's from the Daredevil storyline. Now it's at $1,000. So, but still a uh, great action page. Uh, this scene kind of was uh, repeated in the new storyline where Paulo Rivera did uh, the third volume of Daredevil, where Captain America and Daredevil get into a little fight and they both remember who who they are and what they are and heroes and uh it stops and they continue on towards the villain uh again this particular page doesn't have daredevil but it's just a great action page of captain america falling and using daredevil's billy club and his shield also to um break his fall so just a 
awesome uh, Bronze Age page from Captain America. And again, just above a thousand dollars. So, and if you like more of this, I have a collection coming in. I, I don't know if you got to see the links uh, yet, or but I sent you the links. No, no, I yet. have about 45 pages of Bronze Age. Oh, wow, in, and bronze and copper. And, th and this client knows what he's doing, he has a spectacular eye. Every panel has somebody being bashed through a wall, Spider-Man, the thing. Oh. I mean, it's just insane how good his eye was and, and getting the right panels. Again, you always, uh, what we always discuss, you always, you want most, a lot of people like a he, action, hero in action, especially fighting as a villain, and then hero in costume. And, and, and again, important These pages, pages so. will be to die for, <laughs> I promise. So, so I'll have them in the next week, and, and believe me, hopefully we can, them off. Yes, we can show some of them off. So, um, speaking of a lot of a good collection that we we're going to get, uh, we're going to be having some Wonder Woman pages in, in the next few weeklies. And this is a beautiful uh, page of Wonder Woman, again, crashing through a beautiful action and by one of the more prolific uh, Wonder Woman artists, Jose Double. And um, again, just beautiful Bronze Age Wonder Woman in every panel, or at, at least a part of her in every panel, because over here you have the foot. And uh, again, just smashing in this panel right here up on your wall, it just looks like she's crashing That's through your wall. So panel. again, uh, if I'm not mistaken, again, still under $500. It's at 360 right now. And Don't bid on this. I was looking at it. <laughs> and just a great page. Uh, again. I'll, bid, I'll bid me because I don't need to spend any more, please. <laughs> uh so continuing on here I'm i would get... actually go bankrupt with every check if i were allowed to it's ridiculous i'm gonna go a little bit newer here oh, and nice. this is a double page spread uh when it's a one image is a double page splash when it's a panel piece like this one it's a double page spread but it has a huge image of supergirl and a, a great image over here of batman and it's by ian churchill which is again a one of uh, an artist that I'm familiar with from the X-Men series, uh, one of my favorite covers from the 90s X-Men series or the early 2000s was by Ian Churchill, and it's the Wolverine kissing uh, um, Jean Grey. And it's just, again, his line work and his detail is amazing. And I think he's a, a very good new um, 90s and 2000 artist that you don't get to see a lot of his artwork uh, up for sale. And this is, again, a double page splash, just under $1,000. and Again, a beautiful image to have on your and wall. And you think so. you don't see them enough because people keep them in yeah. their collections a lot? I think so. And again, a lot of the X-Men work, um, he kept a lot of his work. I, if I'm not mistaken, he sold some of it. So I've particularly never seen, I've searched for that X-Men cover and I've never seen it in anybody's display gallery or for sale. So he might still have If you have, have it, it so. X wants it. <laughs> X wants it, but I'm sure it's going to be pricey. <laughs> um, Has that ever stopped you before? Depending on how much, how pricey. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> I'm just driving the price up for you. Whoever has that, yeah, pretty much. I'm working for you, <laughs> not against you. Uh, here, I'm going to sneak in an illustration piece, which is called, if I'm not mistaken, the Immortal Wizard, and it's by Romas. Uh, again, this is a piece that I saw uh, in the auction, and it's just pretty much a nice art for art's sake. Um, I don't, um, we're not sure if it was published. It's called The Undying Wizard. Uh, I'm sure in the description, uh, uh, the art catalogers. Oh, so it's a prelim cover to uh, an ace book. And again, 
it's just a beautiful little piece with uh, a lot of detail um, painted and uh, just again under if I'm not mistaken it was under $500 yeah it was, yeah still, it's still yeah it's 250 so again art kind of art for art's sake not a really famous person but it's just a beautiful work of art so detailed yeah very detailed and this is the preliminary so imagine what yeah. the final piece looks yeah. like so it looks it doesn't look like a preliminary that's that's what's amazing oh, it's, it's with so much detail so the undying wizard and I always like wizards and stuff like I that. Do uh, too. Merlin and that's what always got me to read the books. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> ever says, court. you know, we we had a, a Michael Whelan painting. Oh, that's in, right. In um, in the illustration You're sale, and I was really upset because I'm a big Michael Whelan yeah, fan. Because when I was growing up, I would read fantasy books, and if he did the cover, it was never a bad book ever so they you know this old adage of you can't judge a book by its cover that's a lie i'm telling you it's a lie present a cover damn it because if, if they spent the money for those top name artists to put them on the cover it's a big it's a good book well right? it's and even crazier sometimes uh with frazetta particularly frazetta would draw a painting and then they would make a story around the painting. oh that's even so better it's, it's crazy so um here we're going a little bit older again bronze age but did go piece Again, Steve Ditko, um, kind of horror with a mask, Halloween themed currently now with uh, Halloween ending on Monday. And um, if I'm not mistaken, this is all Steve Ditko. And uh, a great Things example. Too? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Rick Algara, which uh, what is the face? So, a.k.a. the killer face. And uh, under 500 bucks. Uh, it's very Ditko, you can tell, uh, with uh, with the imaging and stuff like that. And um, just a great example of a little bit of a horror piece. And, and everybody wants Ditko. Yeah. L listen, if you want Ditko. If you want an example. If it, again, if you have $1,000 right now. If you have $100,000 to spend on a Spider-Man piece. Great. Yeah, great. But uh, this, again, under $1,000 for a, a great four panel, a uh, six panel piece that has the main character in it pretty much in every panel. So uh, beautiful piece. By a very famous horse. <laughs> Somebody's out in the parking lot right across from us and they have a horse trailer. So I was wondering if they were going to feed their horses. Uh, that horse trailer is probably full of collectibles. <laughs> Ooh, even better. Comic books. That's funny. I don't know about <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry. Don't mind us. So, uh, again, here going a little bit newer. And this is an artist that I am particularly familiar with because of a Spider Man and Daredevil story. And his name is Vac Mavilia. I totally butchered that but uh, again he the the reason that he was famous at the time is because he very mu much modeled his art style after Frazetta and kind of Al Williamson and these are pages that were considered Frazetta-esque particularly with um, the girl here in the rocket very uh, Flash Gordon the monster um, famous funnies cover type of thing and again his line work his detail his uh his feathering for for the inking it's it's just amazing and here you get two pages and um again under if i'm not mistaken under 500 bucks for the both pages and it's from uh world-class comics a comic sub story actually it's just at a dollar so this is a great deal for anybody that is looking at it uh, again i don't know if people have noticed but it, there is two pages in this slot so and he was a very uh, he didn't do a lot of work. He, he did some uh, miniseries and, and, and one shots and 
you can see his again he's very sought after by certain collectors and it's because of his his art style and line work very very reminiscent of Frank Frazetta. Not just Frazetta, but it looks a little bit like Stevens too, Dave Stevens. Yeah, again. But the, a lot of those artists took from each other, like, yeah. again, mm -hmm. so they, they were influenced by each other. So. That's really cool. Um, another, the last piece that I have here is uh, a metamorphal twice a page from the Silver Age. I and, saw this one. This is a really yeah. cool page. And this one's by Joe Orlando. Again, very prolific EC artist. Uh, he was... Um, head of DC at a certain point and just a, a beautiful uh, if you love metamorpho again a, a cool character that even if you don't yeah because uh, it's DC it's yeah. not nearly if this were a Marvel page this would oh, be, this be in the thousand yes so again great great panel up here of metamorpho in full action him and every pretty much panel going back and forth and it's from early issue of metamorpho 5 so just a great piece to to be able to have and uh, a great example of Joe Orlando's artwork outside of EC art. So, I, I seriously, guys, if you <laughs> if you can only imagine what that would be like if it was a Marvel book versus DC, the prices are so skewed right now. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, again, that's why I'm showing uh, a lot of strip art and a lot of uh, DC art, as particularly or independent stuff, because again, Marvel is kind of right now that top echelon of every collector's wants because of the movies because of all right. the, the tv right. series disney they've done a very good job of marketing and putting that into the pop culture of this generation uh but dc is also up there and think about artists, that dc so. has been around since 1939 yeah, so you can't really count them out at some point and and you now i think they'd be able to get it together well the, did you hear the news recently with uh, all the animation and dc movies and and shows mm. James Gunn is in charge of everything. Oh yes, I did hear so, that. So that is a very good, very good news yeah. for as long as they pretty much listen to him. <laughs> right, that's the problem. <laughs> so um, and again, if I, I heard was, Black Adam was really good. Uh, I mean, uh, that whole Shazam franchise has been great. I think, yeah. and um, that that is that could be the start of DC pretty much competing with Marvel and we uh, thought Disney. that was Wonder Woman, and then 1984 came out. <laughs> But uh, again, these are pieces. If, if I was collecting right now, particularly more, um, more like I was collecting ten years ago, instead of just focusing on Daredevil, I would be buying a lot of these. Yes, DC title splashes, DC half splashes, because again, they're characters just as famous as any Marvel character. Especially, I, I'm a big Flash fan. Uh, again, I always liked Black Adam. Or Gary Frank did uh, that backstory in Justice League when New Fifty Two, and I. I would love to have gotten one of those pages, but um, those those all sold out before I can even email his rep. So um, yeah, and mine's mine's always been Green Lantern. So yeah, that, again, there's a lot. Gil Kane doing a lot of that artwork. It's just amazing. And then there's characters. There's characters like Metamorpho that, that it's cool characters. Uh, old I, again, uh, Plastic Man to me is interesting and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of different characters that, especially DC has that. There's a lot of pages out there that you can get uh, really nice art like this Metamorpho page. So, yeah, yeah. Well, good. So we're going to go on to what would Weedman want? We're going to move move on to uh, my little stint here, and then we'll go back to Xavier. So we have a lot of, like I had mentioned, we have a lot of auctions ending yes. this weekend, uh, this week, uh, Thursday and Friday, especially with the pre-code horror auction. Uh, then Thursday is the coming out auction also. Yes. And then what's Saturday? 
you said Saturday. Saturday is the toy auction. Oh, there's a toy auction. Okay, we'll get to those on Saturday. I didn't know that was Saturday already. My God, I love Skeletor. Uh, And then Sunday and Monday is our weekly auction. I mean, it just never seems to end here. Uh, And then tonight is the art, and then uh, and the uh, trade or no trading cards is tomorrow. No trading cards is tonight is art. Tonight is art and animation. Yeah, I mean it's just amazing the amount of stuff that has been coming in and going out and everything. But uh, I wanted to focus on the pre-code horror, uh, and these three books are in them. Uh, But the main reason I wanted to focus on them is kind of the same uh, uh, genre and the same theme. Uh, A lot of people collect skull covers. They collect um, uh, skeletons. I'm a big skeleton fan. Uh, But these three covers are in this, this auction. And one of them I had never seen before, and it was uh, one that, that uh, Xavier sold in the, the, um, the This Magazine is Haunted, uh, number 14. I have never seen that cover before, uh, but it's a great flaming skeleton cover. Uh, the Mysterious Adventures 13 has a great uh, uh, skull cover that's very, very sought after. Uh, and then the Strange Mysteries 12 is um, one that, kind of flies under the radar until it comes up and then everybody wants it uh for some reason uh, especially when we had the black cat copy of that everybody and their brother seemed to want it well, it's but that's kind of one of those skeletons. yeah it's yeah. kind of one of those subgenres that people kind of target in the pre-code horror are the either the skull covers or the or the uh skeleton covers bonded uh bondage yeah. uh, mysterious adventures in general has almost every uh issue in the title has a great skeleton cover uh my favorite is the one i had where the junk driver is driving and it has all the skeletons in the car trying to Uh, run them off the road because he had killed them yeah uh so i like that that's really cool so these are just three of the covers that are in this two-day sale it's a massive sale some great stuff yeah that's crazy and we we're trying to plan a foreign horror uh, oh i can't wait for so that. it's just going to be, be amazing foreign comics and variants of horror comics. that would be incredible so. i cannot wait uh, this is a book i have always wanted i have never been able to get my hands on one because they go they're just so expensive uh this is seduction of the innocent are you familiar with that no yeah yeah so seduction of the innocent came out in the 1950s uh this guy back here the the uh guy that was directly related to the downfall of comics um dr wortham uh doctored his research i cannot say that enough how much i that just annoys me doctored his research 250 publishers at the time this started down to five uh so uh seductioning innocent details the downfall or was the downfall society juvenile delinquency especially uh was all because of comic books uh and comic uh, books and cartoons yeah yeah it was mostly comics with him yeah uh parade of pleasure was the whole media so So. movies and comics and animation um but this book is very sought after by the comic community because of you know what it did to the comic book community it's historically uh, it's very historically yeah. important uh but i've always wanted one now some of them have the bibliography notes those are the really those are the valuable ones, ones. Yeah. those are the ones that detail each and every book those were ripped out because he was afraid of getting sued by the comic companies uh because he obviously did this without their permission yes. uh but this directly led to uh the juvenile delinquency the senate hearings 
uh, on juvenile delinquency. And so it made it all, all the way up to uh, the politics of it. And uh, we had book burnings in America because of it. We had a whole bunch of this stuff, which is why 1950 to 1955 books are so very rare compared to um, even 1940s books. Again, uh, the, and like you yeah. said, the trials William Gaines from EC had yeah. to go and, and actually talk on defending comics. So yeah, very interesting, so, very interesting history, especially if you can read uh, the court transcriptions, which yes, are online. Yes, you can read those. I have yeah. I have read them. It took me about five minutes before I lost my mind, had to stop. I got so upset because it's clearly um, false. Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's just say in, in very nice terms, it's clearly doctored. Uh, and it was a witch hunt, you know, and witch hunt in, in real terms of they were looking for a scapegoat to find out instead of, hey, look, parent your kids. Yes. You know, parent your kids. That's all I can say. <laughs> So uh, on to, uh, let's, let's segue into this one. We're going to segue into one that wasn't censored, uh, uh, Betty and Me 16. And a lot of Archies. Uh, and yeah. a lot of Archies. Have, have. I, I'm amazed. Or the Elf. I'm surprised the Elf one didn't get censored. The <laughs> Elf of 48. Yes. Uh, I, I, we don't have one of those currently. Um, but we do have. I'm, gonna, I'm getting a reflection. I'm going to cut the reflection out here. I don't know if you can. It's because of this. Yeah, there you go. That helped okay, a little. Great. Um, thank you. Thanks, Tommy. But uh, this is the infamous uh, beat-off cover. There's a innuendo, obviously, here. Uh, if you, if you can read, read it. the title. Uh, and so um, Archie was very famous for that. Yes. Uh, my favorite, personal favorite, I, I own one of these, but not nearly a 9.0 grade. Uh, my personal favorite is Archie 48, uh, and it's got Betty, and they're at the soda shop, and they're going to share a, a, a shake. And uh, he goes, hey, Betty, you want a spoon? She goes, yes, I'll pick me up at 8 o'clock. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I love those innuendo covers. Uh, the, I think they're really the clever. Double, the double entendre. Yeah. Again, there's one that I like that they're playing baseball, and it's pretty much oh, yeah, saying the that homer. Archie's the only one that can score with Veronica. Yeah. So. Uh, but this book specifically is very, very, very hard to get yes. at high grade. This is a 9.0. I think the highest grade is a 9.4. So if you want a nice high grade of this book, this is probably what you would want. Uh, these books, I have a 5 to a 5.5. Five. Uh, mine's not nearly as nice because they were not Archie more than most yes. were just kids' books. Uh, you and know, I know, and I know collectors that buy multiple of these. So yeah, good, I know. I know good one luck collector finding a higher grade. So, yeah, there is buy, a nine four, but there aren't many. They, What's the census on? They buy it up. Like, there's several collectors that buy buy all copies <laughs> when they see them. The, I'm sorry, nine two is the highest grade. There are only two higher graded copies, and only four and nine oh. So I I misspoke. There's only a nine two. That book is tough to get in high grade. So That's if you want that book you better be prepared to pay for it because it is not easy to find especially in that grade yeah and there's only 100 on the census even more so that's, 109 that's, yeah. that was rare yeah. that, that's pretty low for a 19 what is it 1968. uh i brought this because i used to own one this is a really neat book so captain britain's were made with uh, with no slick cover they were all paper uh and they're they're a british uh publication 
uh, what's, what's the publication? Well, it's Marvel Comics, but it's it was made in Britain. Yeah. You can see by the the pens. Mar Marvel um, had an imprint, and mm -hmm. and then they would do that. Was another thing they had uh, UK specific heroes, which later right. tran transferred, which Captain Britain. Captain was Britain, well, especially in Excalibur, so, yeah. came over in Excalibur, um, which is why I had I had fascination with him. I liked him because I liked him in Excalibur. Uh, but this is his first appearance. Uh, and the first appearance comes with a, um, a you can see on the on here the mask, and the mask is usually missing uh, a lot of time on these. So a nine six with the mask is that's, pretty darn good. That's very good. And again, that was apparently a thing that was done a few times in British publications because mm -hmm. very famous uh, Albino One, Albino One, I'm sorry, which is uh, one of the oldest publications in England. That also came with a mask, and there's apparently only one of those known to wow. exist with a mask. That's from the so, 40s, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, actually, it might be 30, late 30s. Oh, wow. Uh, so the the first, like, six or seven of these definitely have something with yes. it. Like, I know two does. I'm not, I think three does. But most of them came with something. But seven is the first appearance of Psylocke, yes. who is, who is um, his, his sister. sister. Yes. So and a, very, was really and, cool. a, and a very big X-Men character. Very huge X-Men character now. So that would be a good one. To me, first appearances, you can never go wrong. And then I brought uh, Atomic Comics, uh, number one. And this is just a classic cover because it's somewhat of a ripoff of Detective yeah, Comics one. one. Uh, and um, just one of those that I don't see too often. I saw one a bunch of years ago. Uh, and actually, you know, the funny story about that is the one I saw a bunch of years ago our boss, Lon, was the one buying it. Uh, this was 20-something years ago. I've probably only seen one or two in that time frame since then. And, uh, it's a rare book. And, it doesn't come out. And it's often. a treasure cover. And it's so, a treasure cover. So, so and, and one that's on his list, we're not even arguing about it, which is amazing because usually I'm arguing with him because he's no, like, no, there's not a treasure that's cover. That's a treasure cover. He's pulling out pearls. Yeah, so I, I, this is a great book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that book is... It's $90, but this early in the week. Uh, just so you know, uh, that book will not stay. No, that, that's a, what is the census? It is not a common book. I'm curious as to what the census is on that one. Ooh, the highest grade is a 9-8, and there were 48. So wow. from 1946. I'm surprised they have a 9-8. Wow, that's crazy. That's a 9-8. It's probably like a mile high. High copy problem, yeah. Or even it could be the the promise pedigree. I don't know. I didn't see one for the promise, but you never know. It might be San Francisco or something. As could well. be. Yeah. It's, it's most likely one of those pedigrees. Yeah. It's rare to not have a pedigree be the highest at, grade. At nine eight, yeah, especially. So, but that's that's what I brought. I kind of kept it small because we were remote, and I knew that Xavier was was bringing a bunch of stuff, uh, especially with the toys. But do not miss the pre code horror sale. Trust me. Uh, I know a lot of people are very interested in that. Uh, do not miss the, the coming out. Sale, that sale, that has a lot of great stuff in it. Art, animation, uh, yeah. everything. It's Comics. Got a, it's got a VHS tape so, in there, yeah. too. And then uh, don't miss the Xavier's. Uh, and, and leading into that, there's yeah. a toy, Saturday toy sale. And so here are some of the highlights of, of the sale. Uh, a couple of different of the franchises. So, again... Toy collecting has been around for a long time. There's uh, several companies that grade them. Uh, two of the bigger ones are AFA and CAA, CAS, and they'll put a label right here on the on the acrylic. It's all encased. Uh, sometimes they'll have a nice uh, label up here. Uh, there's two different styles, but uh, this one particularly is from the Masters of the Universe line or Mutu, 
and this is a Skeletor. Again, uh, a lot of people love villains, and this particular is one of the more uh, famous villains, uh, especially in the He-Man uh, storyline. This is uh, what you consider one of the first uh, versions of the release of the toys. It's an eight-pack, um, and again, it's it's graded fairly high with a seventy-five. Um, this the grading companies do have a hundred-point grading system, and but very rarely do you see anything above a ninety. Uh, and I think your eighty-five is, is very pretty, average it, for what I see. Eight, eighty-five, eighty-five plus is pretty much your nine-point-eight in right. comics, and anything like it's a nine, ninety is pretty much uh, kind of a nine-nine, nine-five, ninety-five is also kind of a nine-nine-ten. Very rarely do you see a, a, a ten. So explain to everybody out there what an eight back means or a twelve back. So I've heard that a bunch. So it, it it's referring to how many toys are on the back of the card in that first series. So um, one of the more famous ones that a lot of people know is uh, the Star Wars twelve back, which I have one here, and is going to segue into that. I have Darth Vader, and um, there are different styles of this 12 back back so there's the 12 original figures it's called the 12 back and there's a b and c versions and the the difference of two the a and b versions is the way that the address was printed on the bottom down here on the second part um so this is an a back where you can see the send proof of purchase is uh, on here and then there's the address this uh would be together in a b back and um, again, it's Vader. Uh, we're going with villains kind of uh, as a start here, and they're always very popular. And this Vader is uh, a 75. And again, it's very high grade for, for this figure, pretty much uh, 80, 85 is kind of the highest ones that you'll see. And um, this is a normal Vader. You, you did have double telescoping, um, Vader, uh, which would be a very, very rare figure. We have one, a Luke in our March auction. Um, but this is, again, one of the first um, Star Wars figures from the first series, and it is the main villain. So Darth Can I Vader. ask a question real fast? Yeah, yeah, if they would have put a sticker here, uh -huh. would that have cut the value down uh, quite a bit? Stickers or? like that, especially uh, that are known, they don't cut the value on, unless it's been torn or it's been uh, the sticker was tried to pull, and then you have a, what we consider tape pull because it's or off the card, then that would affect the grade. Okay. Any again, any creases. Uh, so there's three subgrades for toys. It's they grade the card, which is the back of the uh, uh, cardboard plastic. They grade the blister, which is the plastic which is the figure is in, and they grade the figure. Usually, if uh, a card, uh, if a figure is in a card, it usually has a very high figure. As you can see, the Vader is F80, so they graded the figure as an 80. There might be some uh, humidity or um, some kind of um, discolorization that caused the figure to go a little bit lower, but usually uh, on carded figures, the figure is very high grade. And the blister itself can actually become yellow. The humidity can actually separate from the card too, which can then affect the grade quite easily. Well, then it's no longer, again, the, uh, some people try to re-glue it and they're very good at uh, telling if it's been uh, glued again. And uh, again, another thing that happens with the plastic is because of conditions, it yellows, and they will detail a yellowing plastic with a yellow, uh, a Y. Translation: so. Don't try and do that. <laughs> they will catch it. 
you know, and, yes. and that will hurt hurt your value. So messing with your value is yes. never a good thing. I actually had, and this kind of goes along with what I was, I actually had somebody ask me that question. They had a Maybe fantastic Maybe force me with you, John, as well. <laughs> so Speaking I had, of course. Be, before you go into that, I had, um, I had somebody ask me a question about Fantastic Four number five. And it's a low grade. It's only like a 3.0 raw from what I saw in the pictures. And he goes, oh, I think I'm just going to have it restored to help the value. And I went, ah, don't do that. Okay. So most people in the know think that restoration is a good thing if they don't know yes. comics. Restoration is a bad thing. If you don't know this, I'm telling you now, don't touch books. Don't yes. color in colors. Don't yes. color in lines. It uh, will destroy the value. A restored label, which is a purple label, is always uh, cheaper than a blue label. Twenty-five to twenty-five to seventy-five percent of your value in, is in the same gone. Grade. In we, the same grade, we sometimes will take a book that has been restored, and let's say it's a six or a seven, and we will downgrade it to a five or a four because the blue label will sell for more than the six right. or seven restored. So. Right. We can sometimes you can get it unrestored, but please do yeah. not restore your books. Don't do it. Don't do it because you will kill yourself. So again, continuing on with Star Wars, this um, these are pops, and this is a new line of uh, pretty much the, one of the most popular toys that is in pop culture today, which is funny. Crazy amount. And um, the some of the more uh, expensive ones are exclusives. Like this one is an exclusive. You'll see stickers and. Um, Currently, this is Han Solo Stormtrooper, uh, limited to 1,000 pieces from the Emerald City Comic Con. And uh, these are now starting to be not only authenticated if you get them signed and uh, drawn on, because that was very popular to have your voice actor or uh, the favorite artist that created the, the story comic to draw on the window. Um, now PSA has started not only authenticating them, but they've started to grade them. And in the next March uh, coming auction, we will have a lot of the first graded pops in our sale. This, uh, these right now are some of the ungraded ones that we have, but they're a lot of limited edition Star Wars related and a lot of fun pops. Um, a lot of them, uh, Funko started off as bobbleheads and a lot of them are bobbleheads. Uh, you will also see some that are just a vinyl figure and that was uh, determining which one uh, the companies chose as licensing because I think at the beginning all Marvel ones were either bobbleheads only or straight vinyl and everything else. I think they were bobbleheads that they specifically asked to be bobbleheads and all the other ones were just vinyl. And then they started creating bobbleheads for everything. So again, it's very interesting how they went back and forth on uh, and which ones are exclusive and they've re-released them. So the more expensive ones are ones that they would what they call have been bolted uh funko have retired them and they don't they don't make them anymore uh, a lot of the early ones from disney which was their first licensing um are kind of some of the most expensive ones particularly like dumbo and uh the most expensive one we've heard as a private sale was Willy, the golden willy wonka that was a winner at like the golden ticket you actually had to get a golden ticket to be able to get that pop so and and they are coming into i mean you see them at the conventions yes. like crazy and everybody's got them but some of them now they're they're getting some value. oh yeah this is going to be the yes. one of the next big things that, we do. that's going to be one of the next uh, big um franchises that a lot of collectors are into 
and quoting a Star Trek reference, they rip, they reproduce like triples. Yes, they do. <laughs> Very true. So again, part of the uh, toy auction is featuring the Mark Friedman Turtles collection. And Mark Friedman was the guy that created all the, he licensed the, the franchise from Peter and Laird, uh, Eastman and Laird, I'm sorry. And he's the guy that created all these toys. He, for the most part, is considered the fifth turtle. And today the franchise is as popular as it is because of all the marketing that his company, Surge Licensing, did in producing all these figures. And this particular figure is one of the more sought after uh, figures from the later lines, which is the undercover turtles. Uh, and we have, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we have three out of four turtles as undercover turtles. And these are very difficult to, to still find sealed and one of the more popular um, collector ones. Uh, again, this is graded an 80 by AFA, and it's just, a, again, a great example to have for any uh, fan of the Turtles or any completist. Again, there's a lot of uh, AFA certified Turtles in this auction and a lot of rare ones. Uh, we have Spot, We again, Undercover Turtles. We have Ungraded Dino Turtles, which is another series, as the whole series that is very popular. So there's... Uh, almost one uh, one toy for everybody that they remember playing with when they were a kid or, or all the franchises. Again, there's independent franchises that I didn't bring along, like Inspector Gadget and stuff like that. There's even a Heath Ledger uh, Joker one, which, oh, nice. again, and that has a particular U in front of the grade, which the U means uncirculated. And the only way to get an uncirculated uh, grade on an action figure is for you to send them a sealed case and for them to open it up. Wow. So did I, did I tell you what happened to me in New York? No, no, no. <laughs> I got pumped by a very famous artist. Oh, yes, yes. You you did. I think so we I, mentioned it. I before. got I, I don't think so because this is the first <laughs> podcast since I've really? since I've been back. I, I got the last I got, one was no, okay. it was right before I left okay. New York. I think. I think did I tell you I got pumped by well if Eastern. I didn't, I'm gonna tell you I got pumped by by Kevin Eastman. Yeah. So he comes up to the booth and he goes, Hey, can I buy any of these? Because he we had all the expensive uh, books. Again, like, turtles. No, no, we can't buy you can't buy. I've had that question a hundred times already by this time. He goes, I know Brian, I'm Kevin Eastman. <laughs> uh, I had never seen a, a new picture of him. Yeah, so he punked me and then took it. It was nice enough to take a picture with me. So, so you could not leave the booth. Everybody swarmed him. At I'm, that sure. Point. I'm sure. Everybody in their brother swarmed him. Again, you're talking about the man that created the turtles. Again, one of the nicest guy in the friends. world. Oh yeah, he is. Yes. We've talked to him a bunch, guys. I'm telling you, you cannot ask for a nicer artist. So yeah, that's again that that, you, that was fun, and that's funny that you said because oh, you texted me when he said so yeah. bad. It was so bad. It was so embarrassing. So here we have WWF or WWE figures. Um, again, the World the World Wrestling Federation uh, had to change there to a World Wrestling Entertainment uh, because of the World Wildlife Foundation. Just a little trivia there. Really? Yeah. Is that the reason? Well, the WWF. They had, yeah. They had, they had been the WWF for over ten years, and, and then but finally the, the W the WWF, the World Wildlife Foundation, said you can't use WWF. Oh my God! That, that's funny. And here we have the governor Jesse the Body Ventura. Do you know where and, he's from? Uh, no. He's from Downers Grove, Illinois. Why do I know that? Because I'm from <laughs> Downers Grove, Illinois. So here we have the governor still in his original packaging. And these uh, wrestling uh, Lynn figures are uh, really sought after, LGN figures. 
Um, they're really sought after, especially still in their packaging. Uh, this was really popular in the 80s with a lot of kids. And this particular, there's a lot of um, pieces in the sale that are actually signed by the wrestlers. And PSA will certify the signature, and then you can send that certification to the grading companies uh, like AFA or CAS, and they will uh, add that to the label. So this one particularly is not signed, but uh, I think we have a, a, a Hillbilly one, a Hillbilly Jim, I think it's called. Yeah, Hillbilly Jim one, I think is signed in this one. And uh, I lied. He's not the one that's from my hometown. <laughs> Macho Man's from. Oh, Macho Man. Okay. So, but uh, again, here we have Jesse Ventura. Again, or original packaging. Uh, pretty, pretty high grade for the for this figure is an eighty. Uh, as you can see, it has the Y on it because the bubble is a little bit yellowing. But uh, there's a lot of uh, collectors out there that um, buy sports-related uh, figures, and some of them are signed. There's a couple of starting lineups in the sale besides these wrestling figures. And it's just, uh, again, uh, another like little genre of collecting, especially if you like um, wrestling or any other franchise like that, what, TV shows. What do they give the card grade and subgrade on that? So the card subgrade on that is an 80 as well. Really? Yeah. Even with, with <laughs> Again, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have very specific uh, rules for grading. So, And this was recently graded as well. So it's not like something that was old. Yeah, just um, curious. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we have another, a lot of toys. Well, uh, I tried to pick some of the one from each of the very, very famous franchises. Ah. Again, a G.I. Joe, very famous franchise from the 80s. Uh, Cartoon created to sell toys pretty much uh, by um, um, Hasbro back in the 80s. And this is one of the more popular figures, of, of course, Snake Eyes, the silent G.I. Joe. Uh, very famous comic as well, the silent issue. And this Great particular uh, piece is, again, his first um, rendition of the toy was an 11 back. This one is, uh, I'm not going to st stand in there and count, but this one's a 36 back. And another thing is uh, these cards, as you can see the detail in this card, this one particularly is gray. Uh, the gray backs were the second version of the G.I. Joe's. If you have what's called a peach back, which is a peach color or khaki color those are the first uh line of toys so just a little tidbits um to, to know when you're looking at a, a figure that's still sealed because it does make a lot uh, of a difference in price uh, on 11 backs um straight arms snake eyes we once sold for twenty six thousand dollars uh in 2001 whereas this uh snake eyes is going to be expensive but not nowhere near twenty. $20,000. So now you just read, you said you, you had just read the silent issue for the first time oh, yeah. the other week, right? Yes. I had one. Yeah. If you guys have never read that, that's one of the best stories. Oh, it's some so much of the, fun. It's so fun them, the, the, the non, they're called enough said issues. Yes. And they started doing these later on after the 21, but it's one of the best stories because yeah. you have to use your imagination to tell the story itself. Well, it's, it's great. Starenko was one of the first guys to do, uh, on, non-verbed uh, panel pages i think he did four of them in a, in a nick fury storyline and they didn't want to pay him for the writing and he goes there's writing on this page like it's not verbally written but there is uh, again and so he made this argument and they had to pay him for the art and and the, and the writing do you know so, why they didn't have uh words in the in the 21 the gi joe 21 well because he's about silence. no no that wasn't the reason they didn't get the the um 
the, the letterer didn't get it to them on time. <laughs> that's and funny. so they ran it with no words. And that was that that's, created that's a great story. It was a great mistake, that's, too, that's, because that's it's great, actually though. a better story with no words. Yeah. Um, uh, so here is one of the last figures for today. And again, the sale ends on Saturday. If you have any questions about any of the figures on the sale, feel free to give me a call or send me an email. I'm more than happy to detail. definitely call him because I won't know. <laughs> anything i'll be more than happy to detail any questions i've already had questions for particularly for like some of the transformer toys if the tape are still attached and sealed because some of the because of the heat the tape can come off as some of these were originally just scotch taped together and again one of the more popular franchises from the 80s and one of my favorite franchises when i was a kid was transformers and having optimus prime or jazz which again is the porsche that i i love uh here we have um I'm sorry, hot rod. And again, another, uh, again, a hot rod car. I always loved these because uh, I had a lot of hot wheels and matchboxes when I was a kid. And all the, a lot of the transformers and a lot of the cool transformers were sports cars. So, and then to, for them to transform into this robot that you could uh, then later use to smash the masters of the universe in an intergalactic battle. So whoever, whoever <laughs> came up with, oh, this, with this idea, idea, oh man, they were the genius. Brilliant. brilliant person on yes. the planet. Because it, it's a, it's basically a two toys in one. And again, it's it's a car or a plane, and, and it turns into this robot or again, an alien creature from another world. It's, so it's incredible. And I've always thought that again, amazing. Uh, for these box figures, it's a little bit different than the carded figures. So the subgrades on these is actually the box, the window, and the figure instead of the card, the blister, and the figure. It's box, window, and figure. And you can see that they have uh, this particular one has high grades. And again, Hot Rod was always one of those. Uh, sports cars that I always love to have, so I brought him along because Optimus was just too too large. But the Optimus that we have in the sale is also a very special Optimus because it was the mail away Pepsi trailer. Oh, yeah. and, and that's one of the ones that I always was wanting when I was a kid, and I could never find. And it's always been expensive. The cheapest I ever saw one of those was four or five thousand dollars. The one that we have in the sale is currently at six thousand. I'm uh, I'm sure you that's can only gonna, imagine where that's going to that's go. that's probably going to go over ten k plus. So yeah. Uh, that was some great stuff. I don't know <laughs> anything about toys. I so, I always, you know, with me, I rarely had them because I would rather read a comic book. Oh, yeah. So I didn't play. I did have some original Star Wars toys, but that was about it. I was only spoiled. a few. I was well. My my buddy said he, toys, all that stuff. Like my buddy mask. said he buried all his in the backyard. <laughs> he probably, if you go there now, they're probably still That's buried right. in the backyard. Again, I had a lot of GI Joes. The 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 bodies would snap because they had just were attached by a rubber band. So it's just like it was a lot of fun. And that's the thing. Toys are, are a universal thing. Like yeah. everybody, like every kid has had a toy, whether it's like a, a stick in a rock or something as complicated as a transformer. Right. I mean, uh, you, you, there there is a nostalgia base to it. There's uh, TV shows, movies that were created after them, especially Transformers. And the parents were just trying so, to shut you up. Yeah, you know, keep you under kid. So, so that was that yeah. had a lot to do with it. So, too. use your imagination. Yeah. And so is, again, on the Transformers, does that sticker hurt at all whatsoever? No. Even, no. Not what if they would have put it on the window? Um, again, it, it depends uh, on their grading system. If it's intrusive or if it's uh, it's just like a. It's just like a video game or anything like that. If it's if they would have put this sticker on his face, it would probably not not taken off the grade. But for a collector, it might have been a it lesser, would have been a lot a, a little bit. I'll less. buy it for nine eleven ninety nine. And that was the discount price from sixteen ninety nine. Right? So 
I'll, I'll buy you the sixteen ninety nine. You, you sold me. Uh, I'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Auction, and that's where it is. Again, these all end on Saturday. Um, if anybody has any questions about them, always feel free to give drop me a line or send me an email and. I'd be more than happy to go over any any toy questions you have. And if anybody has no. any questions on art or comics, you can contact either yeah, of us. That's, that's right. what we're here for. Uh, we actually, in, in the in most recent, you know, as of the last episode, we had somebody contact us. And oh, that's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to help you answer uh, any you questions, know, and answer questions, and, and help, help you through the, and help you through the process of your collection. Once again, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for listening to us rattle off weeks <laughs> at a time. We, we do as best we can for you guys. We like showing this stuff off to you because it might not be stuff you see all the time. Uh, but there's also history behind it, oh, which yeah. is why we like to do it, uh, especially with like Seduction of the Innocent, toys, you know, artwork, comics. We love doing this stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fun. not even really a job, to be honest with you, although we do do a lot of work. Uh, it's it's hard to say. Oh, I hate my job. No, I don't. It's too fun. Yeah. So, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I am Brian Weedman, and I'm Xavier Chavez. We will see you in two weeks for the Gavel Strikes. Yes. And if you are in Baltimore, I will be there starting tomorrow. And I'll be there this weekend. And in two weeks, we'll have instead of a toy special, we're going to have our foreign comic special. Oh, that is going to be a good. That is such yeah. a good. I cannot wait. So, it's a great, great show or great. Um, I can't wait for that genre. Yeah, genre it's, really, it's, it's like really toys. Awesome. Again, all these genres. It's like toys or skulls or uh, treasures. So they, every person has their little subcategory that yeah. they can go and collect. So Absolutely. All so, right. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.